the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All-Access. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Texans All-Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter. I know you heard me last night on Texans Replay, and I will give you a peek behind the curtain. That thing was recorded, and it was a good thing it was recorded because there's no way I could have done that show last night, but I'm here tonight to do... Wednesday All Access, as I have the last seven years. Appreciate you guys being with me, hanging with me. In short, back surgery Monday afternoon, and been trying to trying to catch up ever since. So hopefully, I will make sense as we go through the show. I've done radio shows after ear surgery, after now back surgery. I feel like I've made it through. Wasn't always easy. Um, I'd much rather be laying in bed, but. As they say, the show must go on. All right, tonight, we're going to go behind enemy sidelines with D.P. Sidhu. And this week, it's our good friend Megan O'Brien, who we have known for a very long time. Uh, we, I think, if I remember correctly, every time we go behind enemy sidelines, and we play the Patriots a lot, we have caught up with Megan O'Brien. She's fantastic. She knows the Patriots inside and out. She has been our go-to uh, each and every time. So Megan O'Brien, who covers the Patriots for the team itself. And so we'll talk with Pat's team reporter, Megan O'Brien, a little later in the show. We'll also go with our men behind the mics. Mark Vandermeer catches up the play-by-play voice and longtime play-by-play voice of the Patriots. Bob Sosi. Bob has been there for, I think, the last three championships. I think it was... Gil Santos, who did the first three, I think it's been Bob who's done the last three. Obviously, he's got Scott Zolak up there, and the game will take place at NRG Stadium, so you will not hear Josie's on a vacation far away, which has always been uh, one thing to rile me up um, every time I hear that at Gillette Stadium. I hate hearing that song because it means the Patriots have won another game, and hopefully that's not the case this time on Sunday. Then Mark will join me. And we will sit and discuss this one. I have a stat for him. I'll kind of work into our, our uh, Schlumberger stats challenge, which I, I noticed when I looked back at last year's game, and I was dumbfounded because I looked at it and went, wait a second, that can't be right. And then I thought about it, just kind of visualizing the game and went, yeah, that, that's absolutely right. So uh, we'll get into one stat in particular that blew me away. Because if you just play box score hero, there's no way the Texans should have beaten the Patriots last year at home. But luckily, we don't play box score hero. We play the game out on the field. Then Drew Doherty will join me for our In the Lab podcast. We obviously had a blast doing that and getting that done today. So you'll want to hear a little bit of that. What are some of the silver linings that we have found in this 2020 season? Look, it's been tough. The whole year has been tough. You talk about COVID and all that's gone on, and then changing coaches, OB out of the building, all that's gone with it. It's, I mean, it's just been a wild year. And 
yet there's been some silver linings to it and we'll hit a few of those in our in the lab podcast but we're gonna kick it off as we always do with some hot reads brought to you by geico and they've got great news for you you can save 15 percent or more on your car insurance and what better time to do it than right now in the holiday season and all you need is 15 minutes with geico geico.com 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more on car insurance all right let's get our hot reads kicked off with i'm going to start today with the injury report because this might take a little while i when i saw this today i just i panicked because it was not a great look for the texans yes it's wednesday i know that it's tough regardless but five players did not participate in today's practice brian anger now first of all you don't carry a lot of punters on your team so hopefully anger is going to be back and you think okay well you know maybe it's a you know a bruised i don't know shoulder or something just not his leg well it's his right quad oh boy Duke Johnson and Laramie Tunsil both missed with illness. And my assumption is with the illness, that does not mean COVID because they would have said COVID. And Kenny Stills missed with a back and Michael Thomas missed due to a shoulder. Limited participants. And it was good to see Jacob Martin back after, I believe, 10 days of being on COVID-19 injury-related list, the COVID-19 list. He was back in a limited participation today, as was Charles Amenahu and Sunil Kelamete. Now, on the Patriots side, they have almost an entire roster, it feels like, as limited participants. Starting with Jawan Bentley, Adam Butler, kicker Nick Folk, Stephon Gilmore, Lawrence Guy, who has been phenomenal this year, Therese Hall, linebacker out of Missouri, Damian Harris, who had a great game against Baltimore, Ryan Izzo, Shaq Mason, John Simon, Joe Tooney, Dietrich Wise and Isaiah win. Now, after going back and watching that game against the Ravens, I watched that on Monday as I was just lying in bed. And man, you talk about waking me up a little bit. Holy smokes. That was a physical football game. I mean, it blew me away how physical that football game was. So I'm not surprised that the Patriots have got a few people banged up from that one. But Texans have a few banged up as well and a couple with illness that did not participate. So things obviously to keep an eye on for the rest of the practice week. All right, let's get to our next hot read. And that is going to be a little Texans audio jukebox. I love me some Texans audio jukebox. And really what that means, we get a chance to hear from some of the particulars who went to the podium today. And we're going to start with Romeo Cronell. Obviously, He's got a long history with the New England Patriots, but thankfully he wasn't asked all about that. But one thing he was asked about was defending the Patriots is a little different this year than it has been in prior years. With Cam Newton at quarterback, things are a little, they're a little bit different than they've been in the past. Now, like I said, the one thing that is familiar is the physicality, and that's going to be an issue. But Rack talked about defending the Patriots now as opposed to before. Well, I'll tell you, Newton, he's a big uh, individual, and when he decides to run, 
he runs like a running back. You know, he many quarterbacks try to avoid contact when they run, but he almost like he seeks it, particularly if there's a defensive back who's trying to tackle him. He'll just put his shoulder down and run over him. You know, so um, that mentality from a quarterback um, makes it a little bit more difficult because most of the time you're treating a quarterback like a quarterback and, and uh, you almost have to have those golden gloves when you deal with a quarterback. Now, Harris, he is a, a really good runner. He runs downhill. He runs with effort. Um, he breaks tackles. And he's one guy that you have to tackle. You just cannot whoosh him down. Depending on who's doing the tackling, you might have to have more than one guy there uh, to get him down. And so I think the combination of all of their backs that they use, because they all have unique abilities, uh, and they all run hard, though. And so uh, that stable of backs that he got, he's using them uh, to, to his best advantage. And so uh, that makes the running game more difficult, that the quarterback can run. And then I think these offensive linemen that they got, they're doing a pretty decent job of, of getting on people, uh, cutting people off to create space for the runner. A little while later, through our In the Lab podcast, you'll hear me tell a story about Cam Newton just – describing his size and when I first heard that clip from Romeo Cornell that's that's what I thought of was Cam's size you just when you when you see him you're just blown away by how big that guy actually is it's mind-boggling you think that guy's a quarterback he looks like a tight end uh, you'll hear my story a little bit later on in, on the in the lab podcast because it's uh it's pretty good so I'll let you that's a tease as we call it in the business all right Romeo obviously had much more to say and talked about why the running game for the Texans really just hasn't gotten going this year. I attribute it to this, that we did not have the offseason and then we did not have the, uh, the uh, preseason. You know, and, and those are games where guys get an opportunity to work together, to get a feel for each other. Uh, and, and I think missing those helped the development uh, of that unit. And so we're still trying to, to develop to a degree. And so um, that's what I attribute it to. Yeah, with the team sitting at two and seven, it's the last place your team really wants to be. But you have an opportunity to evaluate some, some young players. At least that's what, in theory, you'd like to be able to do. And here's what Rack had to say about evaluating some young players moving forward. The most important thing for me it's to try to win games. And I know we're not winning games, but we're going to try to win games. And I don't know if we've noticed, but there have been young guys who've been playing defense a little bit. Uh, and I don't hear much talk about those guys at this moment, you know. And, and so they are still learning. I, I say this all the time that young players, particularly rookies, they don't know what they don't know. And they have to get into the games and try to figure some stuff out. Uh, and that's where you have to do it. I mean, on the practice field, you know, you can see some things on the practice field, but the game tempo is where these young players learn the most. And so you put them in the game and then we see what they do. Now, putting them in the game is an issue with me a lot of times, depending on who you got in front of them, all right? And then how do you get them in the game and then how they do when they go in the game, you know, and that determines if they get back in the game. So, you know, it's a line that you have to walk 
when you're talking about young players. And Romeo hit right on it. That's the one thing that I would absolutely say. It sounds, and that's why I use the word theoretical. Theoretically speaking, that sounds awesome. Man, you get all these young players, a lot of time, you build for the future, but it doesn't always work out that way, to be honest. It doesn't really, uh, it really doesn't happen like you'd want it to. Now, if you were 0-9 and and it was a first-year coach and everybody was kind of knowing each other and you were really building for the future, okay, that'd be one thing. But it's a little different with what's going on with the staff this year and obviously um, things that are happening within the organization. So not as easy as just throwing young players out there and just letting them sink or swim uh, at that particular moment. All right, let's get to this moment right here in the press conference where Seth Payne, our good pal from Sports Radio 610, he and Romeo Cornell probably know defense about as well as anybody in this particular city do. And those two had a little back and forth about Ross Blacklock and what they've seen from the rookie from TCU. Ross Blacklock, he's dropping his helmet which is ending up with him on the ground. Go old school. Make him practice without a helmet. The, the, the NFLPA will hate you for it, but I, I promise you it'll fix it so fast. Hey, I'm inclined to agree with you there. If he has to take that helmet off, he'll keep that head up. <laughs> he's doing, I, I see what you're doing. I mean, he's, he's, where do you assess him right now compared to maybe where he was at the beginning of the year? Because the athleticism is obvious, but there's just a few technical things that it, it looks like are keeping him from really growing. Well, that's true, you know, and, and he's getting better at that. He's gotten better from when he first started, you know, to this point. And if he continues to get better and grow, which I think he will, because when you're in these games, you get a chance to go against different blocking styles and different style players. And you have to, you, you begin to learn and understand how you need to play them. Keep your head up, you know, use your hands, push the upfield shoulder, those kind of things, which enable you to be a good player. And then when you can create the space for yourself, use that natural ability that he has. You know, I often get this question from people, just fans, and they'll ask me, what's the easiest position to play on the field for a young guy? And I don't think there is one, to be honest. I, I often think running back, but there's so many technical things that go with the, the running game now, especially pass protection. And hearing Romeo talk about defensive linemen, I mean, because that's the first place you kind of start like, hey, look, just go in there and tie up a couple blockers and do this and you're fine and you'll stay on the field for a little bit, or just run up field and go see if you can create some mayhem. And look, Romeo Cornell has had a player in the past that did that. It just ran up field and created mayhem, and he turned out to be one of the great pass rushers of all time, if not the greatest in Lawrence Taylor. So he's been around those type players. But hearing Romeo talk about Ross and watching Ross play, you can tell that it isn't as easy as, you know, put the helmet on, you know, roll that helmet out there and, and, and go, you know, use your strength and your quickness and beat up some offensive linemen. It definitely isn't that way. But you can see the minute progress that Ross is making. And I shouldn't say minute. He's making progress. But you just would hope that it would be faster on a run defense that has given up a lot of rushing yards, uh, in particular in the fourth quarter last week against the Cleveland Browns. You would hope that 
you could have an expediated, you know, process like, all right, you know, let's, let's get going here. Let's, let's get this thing going a little bit faster, but it just doesn't always happen that way. Rookies are always learning and growing at their own rate. And when you think about it, Ross came from the big 12 where things are a whole lot different in the big 12 than they are in the NFL. Just the different types of schemes that you see, the different types of skills that you have to show in the Big 12 and, and display in the Big 12, and it's tough. It's tough, and it's a tough transition coming from that conference. Now, if you come from the SEC, not to say that it's all you know, easy, but in the SEC, man, you're facing first-round linemen. Um, if you're going against Alabama, if you're going against A&M, we've got guys that I think are going to be in the uh, first-round picks the next couple of years. You're facing top-notch linemen, so you're at least getting some sort of um, opportunity to face some of the best in the country. Big, Big 12, eh, it's just a different brand of football. So it's taken Ross a little bit of time to adjust to that. But I think in due time, as I said, watching the first week, he's going to be one of these teams better. You Mark my words, in seven weeks, we're going to look up and think, boy, 90's pretty darn good. Um, and he's going to be a guy we can rely on, on into the future. So uh, that's going to be a good thing. All right, we'll have a little bit more Texans Audio Jukebox a little later in the show, but we got to cut the hot reads right there because it's time to go behind enemy sidelines with DP Sidhu. And this week, it's Patriots team reporter and good friend of ours, Megan O'Brien, next on Texans All Access. Texans All Access continues in a moment. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating. <laughs> Tastes like coffee table dining and an ice-cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. (laughs) Today, tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. There's a lot to be thankful for this holiday season, like free pickup at Kroger on all your fresh favorites. We're talking juicy turkey, warm stuffing, creamy mashed potatoes you can stuff in your mouth so you don't have to answer Aunt Susan's questions, sweet onions sautéed with buttery Brussels sprouts, grandma's famous casserole that you can't get enough of, crunchy celery, the greenest of green beans, cherry pie, pudding pie, every single kind of pie, and a swig of apple cider before you go for seconds. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Transforming the future of healthcare is such a big challenge, some people call it a moonshot. Well, one company accepts the challenge Cigna. From joint efforts with Talkspace that advance mental well being to making insulin more affordable for more people, Cigna is going further than anyone imagined. Cigna is aiming higher, much higher. Copyright 2020 Cigna. All Cigna products and services are provided exclusively by or through operating subsidiaries of Cigna Corporation, including Cigna Health and Life Insurance Company or its affiliates. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. 
Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. Teachers and parents, are you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged? The Houston Texans Toro and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value. All while having fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Introducing Texans Fit, a world-class Houston Texans fitness experience where members train like the pros. Take your workouts and recovery to the next level with cutting-edge equipment, exceptional coaches, and deluxe amenities. Texans Fit facilities are now open in Rosenberg and Katy. Visit TexansFit.com today to learn more about membership benefits, health and safety protocols, and limited-time pricing. Texans Fit, where you can train like the pros. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Positive energy is everywhere. Reliant and the Houston Texans are powering a brighter future for students across the city. Through the Scholarship for Champions program, we've committed over half a million dollars to make college dreams a reality for Houston students. And we're helping students connect to the classroom with the technology, tools, and programming they need to truly succeed. We're proud to give back to our hometown and invest in our future leaders. Reliant is proud to be the official energy provider of the Houston Texans. Hey, Keith here from Papa John's, and guess what? For a limited time, it's back. It's our new double cheeseburger pizza. A large for just 12 bucks. And now, add the double cheeseburger papadilla for only 6 bucks. Comes with zesty burger sauce, hamburger beef, tomatoes, pickles, and lots and lots of cheese. It's our new double cheeseburger pizza and the new double cheeseburger papadilla. Get yours today. Papa John's Houston. Evil Empire is coming to town, and you can be in the building. It's a Texans Ticket Thursday. Win a four-pack of tickets to Texans Patriots every single hour during Payne and Pendergast. Tomorrow, starting at 6 a.m. from your official home of the Texans and the only station in town that's getting you inside NRG Stadium. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans. Play here. Play here. Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by AWS. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as a player's speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called Next Gen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. Now here's the show. 
What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13. It's time to go behind enemy sidelines with DP Sidhu. But before we do, it's time for me to call all Houston area teachers. You want to bring a little Texas football to your classroom? And sign up for Toro's Matros, presented by ConocoPhillips. Toro's Matros is a video series designed to help third and fourth graders learn, learn how to tackle math in the classroom. Go to HoustonTexans.com slash Toro's Matros to learn more. I'm telling you, I've done that before. I didn't have the help of the Toro's Matros. I just came up with my own stuff. I wrote a physics test all based on the Florida-Georgia game one year. Kids loved it. I think they probably did the best on that test than they did on any test the rest of the year. So it's just something to think about if you're a teacher out there. All right, let's go behind enemy sidelines with DP Sitter. Each time that we play the Patriots, DP catches up with a good friend of ours, Megan O'Brien. She covers the Pats for the team. She's a Pats team reporter. And DP goes behind enemy sidelines right about now. Welcome into Enemy Sidelines presented by Microsoft Teams. Our guest this week is New England Patriots team reporter Megan O'Brien. Megan, welcome in. I know it's been a roller coaster of a season for those Patriots. They lose four in a row, and then we saw that huge upset victory they had against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night. Is the mood a little bit more optimistic in New England these days? I think it has to be, especially when you beat a team like the Ravens. Now, the Patriots were able to string two impressive offensive performances together, and I think it's almost as if it's a new season in Foxborough. This win against the Ravens has given the Patriots new life, and I think they're riding that high and looking forward to the next opponent, which is obviously the Houston Texans. I read this stat that Bill Belichick is undefeated when his team is the underdog by a touchdown or more. So with that being said, what is it about his teams and how he coaches that they that they play not only so well, but they can win under pressure like that? Well, I think when you look at the last 20 years, there haven't been many games where Bill Belichick's team has been an underdog by seven or more points because of the dominance that the Patriots have had through the last 20 years. And it really is remarkable. But I just think looking at the coaching job that the Patriots staff put together this week to go up against the Ravens, they had 17 players on the injury report, Friday's injury report heading into the week. And several of those players were on the front seven. And what do the Ravens like to do? Well, they like to run the ball. And the Patriots did an excellent job containing that run. And I think Bill Belichick just looks at each week as another building block opportunity. The Patriots were slowed down a little bit in the beginning of the season due to a slight COVID outbreak when Cam Newton tested positive for COVID. Then Stephon Gilmore did as well. They were back out on the practice field, stringing days together, building upon that. And I think this win, like I said, gave them new life. Yeah, you mentioned Cam Newton with the the COVID diagnosis, and he went through a month there where he did not have a passing touchdown. He was still rushing for touchdowns, but it was really slow going, it seemed like, for Newton early on in the season. Where do you think that he has really shown the most growth or the most progress since his return from COVID and even throughout the season? I think for the Patriots, it's been about developing an identity under Cam Newton as their quarterback. Without training camp this year, without Cam Newton being available for some of those early weeks of the season, without the team being able to practice, it was tough for them to really install new things, to develop their offensive identity. You can do those things virtually over Zoom meetings or whichever way you want, but it's different when you're not 
physically able to be together and practice those things. Cam Newton has had to learn a whole new offensive system with new offensive weapons. And I think it's just taken him some time. Now, getting back to those weapons, he doesn't have a ton to work with, but I think the chemistry he's built with wide receiver Jacoby Myers is certainly promising. And Nikhil Harry, he's been dealing with a concussion. He was back out this week. Hopefully Harry can take a step forward. And then Edelman, who's on IR, it sounds like at some point he will come back this season. It won't be this week against the Texans, so you don't have to worry oh, about Julian Edelman. Yeah, but let's just rest I him think, a little bit longer. <laughs> I think the the progress of the offense, it keeps evolving, and that all starts with Newton. All right, so according to our next-gen stat presented by AWS, Cam Newton ranks second in the NFL with nine rushing touchdowns. Only Kyler Murray has more with 10. So with, with that being said, how has Josh McDaniels really adapted this offense to fit Cam's mobility and, and his skill set? Well, there's no question. They are a run-first offense, and I think you have to pat the offensive line on the back because they did a tremendous job against the Ravens under less-than-ideal situations there. And they've created the lanes for Damian Harris. They've allowed Cam to run. Um, and I think that it all really begins with the run for the Patriots. I mentioned the weapons, how they don't have a lot to work with. I think if the Patriots can establish the running game, things will open up for the Patriots offense. All right. So let's talk about that Patriots running game, because obviously you don't have Sony Michelle for uh, the season, but you've got Damian Harris, you've got Rex Burkhead. So how, how are those two used in tandem and, and how are they, they used in different situations for the, for the Patriots running game? Well, the Patriots will have to make a decision this week on whether to activate Sony Michelle off of IR or not. So there is a question there and something to keep an eye on because he could add some more depth. He had an underwhelming season last year in his second year playing in the NFL, but Michelle could add some promise, especially running behind this offensive line. Now, Damian Harris is a second year player who's made the most of all of his opportunities. He was dealing with an injury last year. He was dealing with an injury at the beginning of the season. But after this last performance he had, it seems like he is the lead back, unless Sony Michelle comes back and has something to say about it. Rex Burkhead has been the offensive MVP for this Patriots team. And I think the key with Burkhead is his versatility. He can run the ball out of the backfield. He can catch. He made himself a great touchdown reception when uh, – Quarterback Jacoby Myers threw him the ball in that trick play on Sunday. Um, but Rex Burkhead really has been the heart and soul of this offense. He does it all. But one thing I would keep an eye on is James White. James White has been a key contributor for the Patriots over the past several years. He hasn't been playing as much this season. Obviously, he was dealing with a terrible tragedy, and that kept him out of a couple of games. I don't know why James White hasn't been playing as much, but anytime he's out there, he contributes as well. So I think those group of versatile backs have really helped the Patriots offense and, and gotten more production. Well, you mentioned receivers, but you've got a pretty good receiver on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, cornerback JC Jackson's interception in the closing seconds of the second quarter against the Ravens was his sixth pick of the season. He's got five consecutive games with an interception that just seems crazy, but it's a new franchise record. What's been the key to his success and how does he get his hands on a pick every single week? What's been most impressive about Jackson is the way he stepped up and filled the void for Stephon Gilmore. The Patriots have been without Gilmore for the past three games. And in that game against the Jets, Jackson and the rest of the Patriots secondary did not play well 
yet Jackson was able to come up with a crucial interception. And it seems like he's there for all the big plays. He's a young player. He's still developing. Seems sometimes he gets a little handsy and draws some penalty flags, but he's definitely cleaned it up and he's got an act for the ball. All right. So Stefan Gilmore, what can you tell us about him? Obviously you've got a, a lot of injuries that you've been dealing with. We've got a lot of COVID cases uh, this season, but what about his status for the rest of 2020? Yeah, that is a something that's been very curious to watch about the Patriots. Stefan Gilmore was dealing with a knee injury and there were reports that after the injury occurred in practice, that Gilmore had an MRI done and they didn't find the injury to be significant. However, Gilmore has not been out at practice. He was out for a walkthrough last week, but besides walkthroughs, he hasn't been on the practice field and he hasn't been seen in game action. Now, that was a name that was floated around a lot at the trade deadline. And obviously, he's still on the Patriots team, but is curious that he hasn't been out on the practice field or active for games. All right. How surprising is it? Because when the season started, it seemed like the Patriots had the longest list of players that were opting out due to COVID concerns. And you lose starters like Hightower, Patrick Chung. You know, who's really stepped up or surprised you in the absence of some of those leaders on the team? Jacoby Myers has been the biggest surprise because he was an undrafted player and he's really stepped in, didn't have an opportunity until Nikhil Harry was injured. And then Jacoby Myers has definitely made the most of his opportunities. But I also look at a guy in the defensive side of the ball, like Adrian Phillips. He was signed as a free agent for the Patriots and he's really made the most of that. He's a versatile player He's been playing that safety and really kind of filling in for that Patrick Chung role. And another name that I would watch out for is Kyle Duggar, who's a rookie second round pick for the Patriots. We know the Patriots are sort of notorious for that rookie redshirt year. And it didn't seem like Duggar was getting a lot of opportunities at the beginning of the season. That all changed in the game against the Ravens. And Duggar was very impressive. He led the team in tackles. I would look for him to build off of that performance as well. But the tandem of Duggar and Phillips, to me, is really the key of the defense just because of the speed that they provide. Okay. Well, it seems like every year these two teams face each other. And, you know, we reminisce about all the Patriots connections on the Texans team and vice versa. But this year it seems a little different because it's, it's Romeo Cornell as interim head coach. And Romeo and Bill Belichick's relationship has gone back. Many, many years. I wrote a story about it on HoustonTexans.com, like the, the sheer experience of the NFL between those two coaches. And they were together with the Giants. Obviously, they were together with the Patriots. But what has Bill Belichick been saying about facing Romeo Cornell, a guy that he's coached with on multiple teams and is really good friends with? They have it's such a it's, it's different from the, the, the coaches that have worked under him. They were really working side by side for a lot of their careers early on. Well, it's interesting, DP. I'm not sure if you knew this, but this will be the oldest coaching matchup in the history of the NFL. <laughs> when you look at Cornell and Belichick, Belichick pushing 70, he's 68, and Cornell in his 70s. But these two just have a wealth of football experience. When Coach Belichick spoke about Cornell this morning, he just said he's a guy who's inspiring to his players, a great teacher, and finds a way to get the most out of everyone. And you look at those guys with all of their experience, everything that they've proven, and they still find a way in today's NFL, which is a lot different from the NFL from 10 years ago, the NFL from 20 years ago, but they still find a way to get their players to learn, to improve, and to produce. 
And they've been through some crazy seasons, a strike, a lockout, a pandemic. I mean, they've pretty much been through it all and uh, will be fun to see. I feel like Romeo always skews that age factor of coaches heading <laughs> to, to kick off every week, but always a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks, DP. Great stuff there from Megan O'Brien, who covers the Patriots for Patriots.com. All right, we get back. Mark Vandermeer is going to join me. I've got a Schlumberger stats challenge for him that's going to blow his mind. I promise you. If I don't, then I haven't. If I don't blow his mind, then I haven't done my job today. That's next on Texans All Access. Texans TV takes over Saturday nights. Catch extra points, followed by Texans 360, Saturday night at 10:30 or after the late local news. 25 years. Huh, that's a quarter century. Or 300 months. Or 9,125 days or 175 years to your dog. Now, for something to be around that long, that's impressive. And that's what Chevron with Tecron is. Impressive. Because it delivers unbeatable cleaning power and unbeatable gas mileage. Plus, as always, Tecron is in every grade, every gallon. Chevron with Tecron, celebrating 25 years of clean. Care for your car. I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston, with the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra-wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for, only from Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G nationwide available in 1,800-plus cities. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. More Texans Radio is on the way. The evil empire is coming to town, and you can be in the building. It's a Texans Ticket Thursday. Win a four-pack of tickets to Texans Patriots every single hour during Payne and Pendergast. Tomorrow, starting at 6 a.m. from your official home of the Texans and the only station in town that's getting you inside NRG Stadium. Insider Access. Exclusive contest. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. 
Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right, Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. It's Mattress Firm's Black Friday sale. Hurry in and save up to $500 on top-rated brands like Sealy when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $699 on Sealy. Or save 50% on select mattresses from Sealy and get a queen mattress for just $249.99. Don't wait. Shop in-store, online, or by phone with a sleep expert for these amazing deals. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston. Witness the Big 12 take on the SEC at the 2020 Texas Bowl, Thursday, December 31st at NRG Stadium. Don't miss your chance to be a part of a college bowl season unlike any other. Sign up for the wait list at www.thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. And more. Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by Apache Corporation. Nearly 3 billion people worldwide live in energy poverty, meaning they lack access to reliable electricity or clean cooking fuels. The natural gas and oil produced by companies like Apache Corporation help power cleaner electricity, enable access to food, education, and healthcare, and connect us to those we love. We are committed to providing the energy the world needs and to elevating families across the globe to higher standards of living. Learn more at ApacheCorp.com. That's ApacheCorp.com. Now here's the show. Keep up with the Houston Texans everywhere you go. Download the Texans mobile app. Welcome back to Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans radio studio. I am John Harris, and I am now joined by my good friend, the voice of the Houston Texans. Actually, I haven't talked to him for a couple of days, I don't think. That's Mark Vandermeer. Mark, good evening. How are you? Good, sir. Johnny, I'm doing well. You know, I'm looking forward to this one. I I know the record is what it is, but it's the Patriots. And how unique this version of the Patriots is. It's just unbelievable with Cam Newton. I keep doing double takes. (laughs) Cam Newton's really a Patriot. Of course, we've known this for some time. But now that you're facing them in the crosshairs, it's a little bit different. And guess what? They look dangerous. I don't want to say as ever. But they look dangerous, and they're four and five, and they feel like they're getting on a roll, and they're hungry to get to five hundred. I think it's going to be a big one. Yeah, Mark, I watched the game uh, against the Ravens. I didn't watch it Sunday night because I don't think we got home in time to see it. So I ended up watching it kind of just in my uh, recovery phase on Tuesday. 
And the thing that stood out as I was watching it, I just was like, I mean, even in the first couple of plays, I'm like, whoa, there's some dudes that are being hammered in this thing. This is a physical matchup against the Ravens. And that just, that just worried me just from the standpoint of you're going to have to bring your big boy pads every single play against these guys. And we've done that at times this year. And then there are times where we haven't done that. And, you know, I think you saw a lot of that against the Browns for a, a decent majority of the game. We did that. We were in there physically banging, banging with a physical team and hanging in there. And then in the fourth quarter, the, the dam broke and the Browns went on and, uh, you know, ran out basically the, the last quarter or so. And I just worry about that with this team that they're facing because of Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead, James White. They might be getting Sony Michelle back. Obviously, Cam Newton adds a whole different wrinkle because at 6'6", 250, that's a really fast tight end that can throw the football. And it's, it's remarkable to think about him playing quarterback and having to stop him when he turns to run the football. And he's been so good at that in his career. Well, one thing that jumps out to me, I mean, I, and I think everybody's talked about this, but you have three touchdown passes for Newton. And you have nine rushing touchdowns. Right. And not only that, so I see that number and I'm thinking, that's got to be close to the league lead, right? right? Well, you got Dalvin Cook, Kyler Murray, and Cam yeah. Newton in terms yeah. of rushing touchdown leaders. Quarterbacks are two of the top three. Now, I don't know, and somebody must have talked about this and looked this up, but Johnny, it has to be since the 40s that that was the case. Maybe not, but it just seems so strange to see quarterback two of the top three rushing touchdown leaders are quarterbacks this is unbelievable and newton is incredible look we've talked about it a lot when bmac went out for the year and you had to go up to tennessee and we knew that that was a bmac game because you were yeah. facing derrick henry and then last week you brought it up again that's a bmac game facing cleveland on a day like that boy would he have come in handy and i hate to say it's all about that but Boy, what a loss to not have him for these types of games in particular. Yeah. Adams is doing a nice job, and Cunningham is Cunningham. I mean, he's putting together a gazillion tackles, maybe a Pro Bowl campaign, but you miss BMAC in these situations. And I think if they hang in there the way they did against the Browns for much of the first, uh, well, obviously the first half and a big chunk of the third quarter, they'll have a shot in this one, but clearly they have to score more points, and let's see if they can do it. Yeah, and – and look, you don't try and make excuses, you know, wins a win, a loss is a loss, but you, you hope that in controlled weather environments, and actually both teams will appreciate that because both teams were put through <laughs> the weather ringer on Sunday, the, the Patriots Sunday night and us the Sunday afternoon, that maybe our advantage of throwing the football can, can come back, which leads me to this point. We've been talking about the running game. I was looking for something, Mark, in last year's uh, game book. I was just looking at, you know, what the, the game that we played with them last year. I don't know why it was, but I was looking for something, and I stumbled on this. How many rushing yards do you think we had last year against the Patriots in a win? 28-22 win. How many rushing yards do you think we had? Well, it's funny you mention that because I wrote about this today in the Daily Brew, and they couldn't run the ball. It was well under 100. They could not run the football. It was Watson shredding them through the sky that made the difference in that one, right? 52 yards. <laughs> 
Wow. And in a very Bill O'Brien sort of way, it was 23 attempts and 52 yards. And it was, yeah. you know, we, we often talk about the fact that Deshaun, when the, when the Texans are running the ball well, Deshaun is picking up usually 35 to 40. He had four carries minus one yard. And Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde, I mean, Carlos had 17 yards on 10 carries. And as I just look at this, I'm like, how did we win the game? They had – James White had 98 yards receiving. He had 79 yards rushing. Julian Edelman had 106 yards receiving. He had a touchdown. James White had two receiving touchdowns. And I'm like, holy cow, they ran 77 plays to the Texans' 51. I oh, man. Still, when I think about that and I just was going over this, I was like, how did the Texans win this particular ball game? The Patriots had 448 total yards to the Texans, 276. I, it's, yeah. it's mind-boggling to think that they actually won this game last year, Mark. I know. I, I thought the same thing, and a lot of it was third down. And Watson just being so good in yeah. this game with the three touchdown pass. Now, two touchdown passes. He caught the other one, as we all remember, the yep. Hopkins flip to Watson. And they ran the play, even though the look told them not to, but they did it anyway. Yep. And they got it in the end zone. And then they're up, what, 28 to 9 or something like that. And the Patriots score 13 yep. unanswered and, and make it closer. I just thought, it, I, I was thinking the same thing you were. It's funny how we do this that it just didn't look like a win when you looked at the lack of rushing yards. But here's the deal. You mentioned it. The attempts were there on the ground. You, even though you weren't getting yards, you were, quote, keeping them honest, right? We yeah. always talk about that. Even if you get a yard or two, they have to come play it. And, yeah, they might be playing it well, but they're playing it, and that's enabling you to get play action going and some other things because they stuck to it. And that was one of those games. And, you know, I know people – I'll give OB credit here. Uh, I know people sometimes think, well, how, you know, like, how can you stick with the run when it's not working? You have to have that discipline sometimes. Yeah. You know, Kubiak, Kubiak had it when they went on the Super Bowl run. They were so patient and ran the football even when it wasn't working as well as they wanted it to because they knew they couldn't go to the air too much. Otherwise, they might not win. Now, that night against the Patriots, obviously the aerial game was working. But it wasn't a bazillion yards. Right. It was just efficiency. And remember, he hit the long one to, what was it, Stills? Um, Fuller had the near touchdown. Right. And then Stills, Stills had, had the next touchdown. one. Yeah. 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 That was cool. And I mean, they had, you know, Hop had 64 yards. Duke Johnson had 54 yards receiving and a touchdown. Kenny Stills had 61 and a touchdown. You know, D. Fells had 23 and a touchdown. You know, and then Deshaun obviously caught the one on the on the trick play. But it just is one of those games you look at it and go, how did it how did it happen? And then you go back and look, okay, here's how it happened. Roby interception. Timely pass rush throughout the game. Jacob Martin, I think, had two sacks in this game. Roby had a sack um, on a blitz. You know, they everything was so perfectly timed and then they took advantage of the passing game in getting those those deep balls obviously one to stills they got the one to fuller before that but 
I hope they're able to get that against the the Patriots. And look, we don't know whether Stephon Gilmore will play or not. And that obviously is a big factor. Don't know about Julian Edelman coming back or not. And so this Patriots team has just sort of transformed itself into like 1940s Chicago Bears, Bronco Nagurski kind of thing, where they're just two running backs almost at all times and just pounding you. And that's what they did to the Ravens the other night. And hopefully our guys are going to be able to, to stand up to that uh, and stand up to that physicality. But, you know, it was such a great, such a great win last year to get that win when the Texans did and kind of get that Tom Brady, you know, monkey off everybody's back that, yeah, they were able to, they were able to get, get that win against Brady. And in fact, it didn't hit me, Mark, until – I was talking about it with somebody, and I was like, yeah, you know. Oh, I was doing replay last night. And I was like, you know, we may not play Brady ever again, given the fact that he's over in the, the NFC right now. Now it would be nice because then we'd be playing him in the Super Bowl. But basically the last time, we got him. We got him that last time. And <laughs> it, may not, it may, you know, it may. All right, you know, you got us all these other times. But we got the we got the last one, and and look, I don't know how long he plays, and who knows what happens from here on out. But they at least have gotten him just that one time, Mark. I, no matter whatever happens, I'll take that one in my grave. Like, yeah, but we got Brady last. We got him that last one in Houston, and I'm glad we were able to beat that team. And look, I'd like to beat this team too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm glad we beat that team at least with Brady one time. Just one. Well, think, think about it like this. You have hosted the Patriots several times at NRG Stadium, and Brady's always been the quarterback. And the first time you hosted them was 2003, and Tony Banks started for you. And it was Andre Johnson's rookie year. And Brady was already in year three of his career. You know, and then you get him again in 09 and beat him for the first time ever. And Mario Williams with a big sack on third down. Jacoby Jones punt return. Yeah. Bernard Pollard had a pick late in that game after Mario hit Brady again very hard. And then you had Brady last year. Obviously, you had Brady in 15. You had Brady in 13 when he was facing Case Keenum. Yeah. And that was actually a pretty close game in the second half, even though the Texans were having a disastrous season. And now no more Brady. But he's still in the league. It's unbelievable, Johnny. I mean, the guy is really amazing. But so is Cam Newton in a different way. And I, I really – look, I'm a Cam Newton fan. You know, I like the way he dresses. I love all that stuff. And we were talking about that last night, DP and Drew and I. I love all that stuff. I think it's great. The more of that, the merrier. What, this is professional sports. This is entertainment. It's not – you know, it, look, I don't want my doctor coming in dressed like that necessarily. But my quarterback, I'm fine. Well said. Very well said. Mark, I appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks a lot, Johnny. Appreciate it. I got to agree with Mark. I've always been a Cam fan. My family lives in Charlotte, and they were big Panthers fans for a long time, and still are. And they still love Cam. And I was a huge fan of Cam as well. He does. He makes it fun. And he's just, he's entertainment. He's entertaining. He's fantastic. All right. Coming up next, we've got men behind the mics. Mark is going to stick around. He's going to talk to Bob Sosi, play-by-play man of the New England Patriots. That's next right here on Texans All Access. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.
My name is Dean Grant of Resolute Oil. We were poised for significant growth in 2020. When the pandemic hit, it stopped us in our tracks, derailed us. We spoke with Amogee right away because we believed in Amogee and believed that they would come up with the best solution available. Without Amogee Bank, we would not be in business today. They make you feel, they make you feel important. We're, we're an Amogee Bank customer for life. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. The Hyundai Thanksgiving sales event is going on now, so that means it's time to feast on the savings. What's more, you'll get the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and complimentary maintenance. Hurry in to the Hyundai Thanksgiving sales event before these great deals get gobbled up. Get 0% APR for up to 72 months on the 2021 Sonata or get up to $2,250 cash back. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans, for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 1421. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Hey, it's David Johnson from the Houston Texans, here with my good friend Toro. If you've watched the Texans game, you may have noticed that us players are big and strong, and that playing football requires us to be pretty tough. However, that doesn't mean we haven't had to deal with bullying before. If you or someone you know is being bullied, be yourself. Use your voice. Leave and look out for others. Join Toro and I as we take the bull out of bullying, presented by NOV. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com bullying. Fun and adventure at three great parks all year long. Downtown Aquarium, Kima Boardwalk, and Galveston Island Pleasure Pier offer thrill rides, games, food, and fun for everyone. Whether you're experiencing the thrills on our roller coasters, taking a journey through exhibits, dining at waterfront restaurants, or soaking up the sun at weekend festivals, there's something for everyone. So come have fun at the Downtown Aquarium, Kima Boardwalk, and Galveston Island Pleasure Pier. Adventure destinations the whole family will love. Buy weekend adventure passes and tickets online now. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston. Witness the Big 12 take on the SEC at the 2020 Texas Bowl, Thursday, December 31st at NRG Stadium. Don't miss your chance to be a part of a college bowl season unlike any other. Sign up for the wait list at www.thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. This is Texans Radio. Houston's veteran sports director, Randy McAvoy, and KBRC2 Sports. All over the teams you love. The only station with Sports Sunday. A weekly show featuring an in-depth look at the sports world. Plus, Texans Game Day. A weekly one-on-one with a Texans head coach. And Houston's longest-running high school football show, Friday Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from the sidelines of the week's biggest high school matchups. KBRC2, Houston's home for all things sports. Red Diamond knows there's no such thing as the perfect holiday. Tone-deaf carolers, structurally unsound gingerbread houses, getting that re-gifted gift. Oh, it lights up. There is, however, the perfect holiday drink. Red Diamond iced tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Just real tea leaves, water, and sugar. Or not sugar. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well... 
tea. For the perfect holiday drink, stock up on Red Diamond. How do I turn it off? To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Texans fans, did you know Houston is home to North America's largest environmental solutions company? Waste management serves more than 21 million customers and employs over 45,000 people. From trash and recycling collection to renewable energy, we're working hard for a sustainable tomorrow. Join the other hometown team at Waste Management. Go to careers.wm.com to learn more about opportunities with the official environmental services provider of the Houston Texans. That's careers.wm.com. From kickoff to the two-minute warning, HEB has all you need to make your game day spread a touchdown. For the starting lineup, HEB's freshly made guacamole and salsas are a delicious play. And for meat lovers, HEB Prime One steaks and burgers are a sizzling way to get your grill on. Plus, pick up the extras like HEB's our finest paper towels, Texas tough trash bags and foil. From food to snacks to defensive sacks, home gating is a win with HEB. Let's give thanks and give back. Help the Houston Texans Foundation reach our goal of feeding half a million families in Houston this Thanksgiving by donating now to Texans Care for Texans, presented by Kroger. Your donation will be sent directly to the Houston Food Bank, and just by donating $1, you'll provide three meals for our neighbors in need this holiday season. Donate now at www.houstontexans.com slash texanscare. Every day. We had a lot of energy and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it. And they do. Now it's Texans All Access. We got one hour down and one hour left to go right here on this edition of Texans All Access. I'm your host, John Harris, and I've been waiting for this segment all night long. It is our men behind the mics segment and I didn't get a chance to be a part of this one and typically I am when we go to combine we catch up with Bob Sosi who's a play, longtime play-by-play voice for the Patriots and I love getting a chance to talk to him about the Super Bowl and all the stories that go with it but this time it was just Mark and Bob I understand it's been behind the mics the two play-by-play voices sat down to discuss this one on Sunday Mark Joining us right now on Texans Radio, it's Bob Sosi, the voice of the New England Patriots. Bob, it's always a pleasure to visit, and the last time we caught up, I think, was at the Combine. So you're one of the last people I've seen in a non-COVID world in an NFL situation. Yeah, Mark, it's funny. I, as you were saying, it, it's good to catch up. I was thinking how much I enjoy catching up with you in person and how I'm going to miss talking to you Sunday at the game Mm -hmm. because we'll be at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough calling it remotely. Uh, But uh, we've both been through uh, some challenging times this year, like everybody else with COVID and as well in a far less important way uh, in calling football for teams that uh, uncharacteristically have struggled uh, for much of this season. 
How about this? After last year's matchup, Sunday Night Football, big game, Patriots-Texans at NRG. Now at NRG, both teams under 500. It's unbelievable, really. Now, take me through the New England journey, though, in the offseason, because when we last talked, Brady, well, it was like, it wasn't going to happen. He wasn't going to be back. But everything that's happened since, getting Cam Newton, what you thought was going to happen at quarterback versus what did, take me through some of that, Bob. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because when Brady made it official inside with Tampa Bay at that point in time, everything looked like Jarrett Stidham was going to be the guy for the Patriots. All the signs were pointing to the Patriots, like the fourth-round pick out of Auburn by way of Baylor, of course, uh, played uh, in Texas in high school and then went to Waco for the start of his college career, that he was going to be the guy that would at, at least be the favorite to take over the quarterback position. They re-signed Brian Hoyer, of course, the former Texan, for a third stint in New England and said that there was going to be a competition at the position. Uh, but again, all the signs pointed to Jarrett Stidham. And with no spring on the field, you know, there was no way for reporters to see how either would perform, no way for the coaches to see how they could perform on the field. But there was something that, you know, in the end led the Patriots to continue to explore the availability of Cam Newton. There are reports that they were always interested in Cam, but of course it ultimately came down to, I think, a no-lose situation for the Pats in July where they could sign a former MVP, a guy coming off a couple of injury-affected seasons, at a bargain basement rate. They got him for the veterans minimum with incentives to max out around $7 million on a one-year deal. And Cam Newton came in to the organization after signing his contract, and I think it was a very, very pleasant surprise in terms of his energy, his enthusiasm, the way his teammates gravitated toward him. Uh, so much was said about his leadership, and it was such a strange thing to go to training camp practices and, and watch his behavior on the field. In a, he's a leader in a much different way than Tom Brady was. Cam's more of a cheerleader. Cam's mm-hmm. very uh, vocal from the time he gets out on the field until the time he leaves throughout a practice. And players seem to be responding to it. And I think it took away from some of the attention that otherwise would have been paid to the quarterback who wasn't there mm. and was in Tampa Bay, speaking of Brady. And the Patriots start well. They, and it's a different kind of team, Mark. As you know, they, they start well by running it, and Cam is running it predominantly against Miami. And then they have a tough loss against Seattle. But he's able to throw the ball downfield. He comes down to a last play at the one-yard line. The Patriots don't get in. But everything, again, at that point in time, being written and said about Cam Newton, for the most part, was all positive. And then he tests positive for COVID. And it's a string of, of negatives for the Patriots thereafter. And I don't mean to be glib about that, mm-hmm. but they go through this losing streak for the first time since uh, 2002. Uh, they, they, they fall on hard times after their worst start since 2000 when they lose four in a row. Uh, they bounce back after a, a late fumble against Buffalo, and they start to get back on the winning track a couple of weeks ago. And suddenly Newton, who during that losing streak, caught a lot of criticism in, in local sports talk circles because of the COVID case, people thought maybe he maybe exposed himself irresponsibly, and I don't think there's any evidence of that, but that nonetheless was one of the narratives. And his poor play that followed when he returned, mechanics were inconsistent, a lot of turnovers, including the fumble against Buffalo. But now it's starting to shift back in the other direction because he's played turnover-free, and he's played much better the last two weeks, and the Patriots have come up with back-to-back wins. A tough one against the Jets, but a very important and impressive one, I think, against the Ravens. Well, Bob Sosie, by the way, joining us, the voice of the New England Patriots. I really 
was hoping the Texans would do what the Patriots are doing right now, where you get to four and five, you have a chance to get the 500 with six to go, and who knows what happens after that. And I wanted to ask you this, and I, I hate to go outside the building, but how are the fans in New England taking all of this? The sub-500 year, the Bills and the Dolphins doing well. I guess some of it was to be expected to a degree, but how is it going over, Bob? Yeah, Mark, I think you know you, you, you look at it two ways. There's the fans' reaction that is vocalized on sports talk airwaves. And then there are the fans who have, I think, a healthier perspective. Yeah, yeah. And, Familiar. You know, they're, they're, we've gone through this uh, autopsy over the course of the last couple of weeks with media and fans alike evaluating and criticizing the Patriots' draft classes from the recent past. And in, 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 in fairness, they're, they're, they have every right to. And, 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 and I can point to a couple of drafts where the Patriots you know, came out of the 2016 draft, for example, 2017, and didn't set themselves up for the next chapter post-Brady. Uh, and with an aging roster the last couple of years, mm-hmm. we're not positioned well to transition and, and continue to be you know, the contending, uh, Super Bowl contending team we've become accustomed to. But it all boils down to the fact that we're, we're completely spoiled. What the Patriots are experiencing right now is what everybody else in the NFL generally goes through mm-hmm. when you have an aging roster and, and you start to turn over talent and you lose your franchise quarterback. And in the case of the Pats, it's been Tom Brady for 20 years. And, you know, I think that, you, you, again, you, you look at the, those who uh, are vocalizing their feelings. They've been spoiled by the success I think uh, you know a lot of it is driven by the media narratives in this marketplace. You know, uh, having <laughs> having grown up in this area and, yep. and been educated on uh, on the sports talk in New England, what it's like, and and I think that you know again, when you look at things in proper perspective, the, the organization it's, it's like the old cliche mark. It's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. And so those first two games, for example, the win over Miami, the loss to Seattle, as good as it seemed at the time, the Patriots had a lot of flaws and a lot of issues. And when they went through the losing streak and, and people were wondering about you know whether this team should be tanking and, and try to improve draft position by intentionally losing games, which you heard from a large segment of fans the last couple of weeks, you know, never as bad as it seems. I think the Patriots are still in a pretty good place, all things considered. They've gotten back on the right track. They're starting to find some roles for some people. Sunday's game is extremely important. You don't want to set back if you're New England, obviously. And I think, you know, you get to 500, then you can start entertaining possibilities of a playoff run. They've got their work cut out for them. But I don't think they're that far away from being at least a playoff contending team, not just this year, but again, being well positioned for the future. Bob Sosie joining us, voice of the Patriots. All right, so we talked about Newton, and Edelman's trying to come back now, but who else is what people to watch, players to watch for New England? particularly on offense, because it's not like uh, these are names we know, many of them. I know Rex Burkhead and some of the other backs, but tell me who's doing well for the Patriots on that side of the football anyway. Yeah, Mark, when I talk about, too, the criticism the Patriots have faced for the drafts, a lot of it is due to who hasn't been playing well or who hasn't been available at wide receiver and tight end in particular. Nikhil Harry, number one pick from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been largely unavailable the last two seasons, his first two years in the NFL, and not the player that DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown have been. And so that's been a root of the, a lot of the criticism for Belichick and the Patriots. And they were in dire need of somebody to emerge from that wide receiver class when Edelman went down with the knee injury. Well, that guy has been Jacoby Myers, 
a high school quarterback. He was recruited to NC State as a quarterback. His true freshman year, that's the position he was listed at. He had knee surgery at the end of that year. And then about a week before his redshirt freshman year began, NC State converted him to wide receiver. Not a fast guy. Uh, you know, you're not blessed with exceptional athleticism, but he has a knack of getting open. The awareness of spacing, especially against zone defenses that a former quarterback would have, good hands, tough kid, uh, took some shots the other night from the Ravens, and he has been a spark for this team. He's given Newton somebody that he can go to as a security blanket of sorts other than the running backs. And when I speak of the running backs, that's another area where the Patriots, I think, can point to a young player emerging, and that's Damian Harris, first and foremost. 300-yard games, including one the other night, and he was playing with a chest injury that kept him questionable all week long in terms of his availability. Harris runs extremely hard. He's quick to the hole. And then because of that, when he when he encounters contact, His style is such that he's able to break a lot of tackles and pick up yards after contact. And so he's been a revelation of sorts for this team, along with Jacoby Myers. You look at offensively, those are two guys. I think the strength of the team, too, is the offensive line. Tight end position, Ryan Izzo's been the one guy at that position. It's not, these are not the days of Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez playing tight end for the Patriots Mm. or Gronk and Martellus Bennett earlier in my broadcasting days. And then defensively, the strength of the team is still the secondary. And J.C. Jackson uh, has been able to prove uh, to, I think, the rest of the football world, although he got beat a couple of times against the Jets. Nonetheless, without Stephon Gilmore, who's missed the last three games, the Jackson is a a 1A cornerback, if not a number one cornerback on most other teams. He's had an interception now in five consecutive games. That's a franchise record. He leads the league with six after five picks last year. And even when he had trouble against the Jets, he still bounced back to make a key play in that game. And I'll turn things around with a pick in the fourth quarter. Had an interception the other night. He's the best cover corner right now they have if Gilmore's obviously not out there. And I think he's as good as just about any other cornerback in the league, save for three or four other guys around the NFL. Uh, so they're, they're strong in the back end. Devin McCourty is still a solid leader on that defense but they've had a lot of issues in the front seven. Bob Selsey joining us, voice of the Patriots. All right, so in the AFC East, the Bills and Dolphins are both doing well. Tell me what you think, doing what you do, Bob, tell me what you think their prospects are to go to the postseason, advance into the postseason, through it, maybe get to the Super Bowl, maybe not. I know there are a lot of good teams out there, particularly the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers, but tell me about the Bills and the Dolphins. Well, Mark, you saw the Bills last year in the postseason. And, you know, that's the kind of team they have been Then when they added Stefan Diggs. You know, to me, it all came down to the, the same thing that ultimately uh, led to their demise in that game. What kind of decisions does Josh Allen make? What are they going to get out of the quarterbacks? But the talent is certainly there. But you know, it all hinges on how he performs. How, how consistent is he going to be from one game to the next, from one half to the next? And there have been stretches this year when Josh Allen has been terrific for the Bills couple of games ago, certainly. But then against uh, the Arizona Cardinals the other day, you know, it, it looks like, okay, this team is really on a roll. And, and Allen, it, Allen is the guy the Bills were hoping he would be. And there's no way the Patriots or the Dolphins are going to be able to catch them. And then, of course, the game ends with the Hale-Murray, an incredible play by the former Texan DeAndre Hopkins uh, on the throw from, from Kyler Murray. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's in that case, okay, you know, this, this is a breakdown for Miami and even the Patriots. You know, if the Patriots get back to 500, they still have a couple of division games left against those teams head-to-head. And their schedule lightens up a bit, whereas Buffalo's, I think it's, it gets 
progressively more difficult. And I think Miami continues to play extremely well. And the Dolphins are doing it, by and large, with their defense. And they're doing it, too, with, I think, a young coach who has been an exception to the conventional thought rule about Bill Belichick assistance and, uh, you know, those who came off of his tree because Brian Flores is his own man in Miami. And although he's incorporated a lot of aspects of, you know, the so-called Patriot way, a number of his assistants, including defensive coordinator, Josh Boyer came from the Patriot staff. They've helped to develop the core of their defense through free agency, Thanks to the Patriots, Kyle Van Noy, Elandon Roberts, a couple of guys on that team, some other expats playing for Miami. But that's a team that's really taken on the toughness and the integrity of Brian Flores. He's such an Mm. impressive young coach and such an impressive person. And I think that, you know, Miami right now is, is the hottest team in the division. They're playing extremely well on defense. They're still, you know, they're still building offensively, but with two at quarterback, you know, maybe the ceiling is a bit higher uh, than than it would have been with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Because I think with Fitz, Fitz, as you know, you kind of get, uh, you know, you get a streaky guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like Allen, one half, one game, he's going to produce Fitz magic, fix magic, and then the next game, you know, he, he's going to throw some balls that are going to go the other way, some of those 50-50 balls. So I, I think Miami is a real threat to overtake the Bills in the division, and they're both going to be difficult for the Patriots to try to catch. But I think if, if the Pats can win, and I think these next two weeks are, are vital to them, obviously. They're running out of time. they got to go to Houston. They have issues with Deshaun Watson. It's, he's, he's so good. And, uh, you know, the Texans get familiar. It's like a division foe. And, you know, this is not, this is not a juggernaut that's going down to Houston. This is a four-and-five football team. You know, if you rely on the old Parcells words that uh, you are what your record says you are, I think the Ray, the Texans have to be looking at this game and saying, you know, this is a game for us to get back on the winning track. And then, like I say, you know, with uh, with Kyler Murray in Arizona coming in, that's a big game for the Patriots. And if, and if they come out of this two-game stretch in good shape, you know, then maybe they can handle – the head-to-head competition and, and find themselves in that mix as well. I love that Parcells quote when the Texans have a good record. I always bring it up. When they have a bad record, I try to put that one on the shelf uh, because they're 2-7 and seven right now, Bob. So tell me this. Uh, prior to the season, maybe let's go back to the offseason, and, and if I told you, look, you're nine games into an NFL season, right? You're week 10, week 11, and it's still going strong. And there have been positives, but you really haven't missed anything virtually. Would you be surprised? How do you think it's going through the pandemic that the league is able to conduct a season? We have a long way to go, but so far, so good. Yeah, Mark, you're absolutely right. I would be surprised. And I'm, and I'm surprised today. And I'm especially surprised that you know the league has been able to do it considering the situations that number one, the Titans encountered and number two, the Patriots experienced. And, you know, at the time I thought that the Patriots should not have gone to Kansas city to play that game. And many of the Patriots thereafter felt that they should not go to Kansas city to play that game. And if you go back to the situation uh, for for those who who may not recall a lot of the particulars, you know, the Patriots had Cam Newton test positive and then uh, as uh, more and more players started to test positive, including Stefan Gilmore that week, uh, the Patriots were basically in limbo for a couple of days, shut down the facility, uh, didn't have practice over the weekend before uh, being scheduled to travel to Kansas City uh, for a game on uh, and uh, it was scheduled to be a game on, on, on Sunday. And what ended up happening is that uh, you know, the league uh, essentially had the Patriots get on a plane the day of game and, uh, you know, with the game pushed back to Monday, 
Uh, the Patriots awoke in their hotel early in the morning. They had another round of testing, and then they took two planes out to Kansas City, day of game. One of the planes had a group of uh, 20 players, and Gilmore was on that plane, by the way. And I don't think his test had, been, uh, had come up positive yet, and now as, as I sort through my memory. Mm-hmm. So the Patriots go out to Kansas City, and they have two planes. One of them has a, about 20 players and personnel who were at risk. They were in close contact with Newton uh, while he was positive. And they go to Kansas City. They had requested a larger locker room space. They didn't get it. Uh, They play that game. They play very competitively. They lose with some uncharacteristic mistakes, uh, time management, some bad decisions by quarterback Brian Hoyer at the end of the first half and a little bit later in the second half before he was lifted, uh, and fly back to New England that night. And then all of a sudden, after that experience, there's an outbreak on the team. Gilmore is is among the first to test positive in the next wave of cases for the Patriots. And they basically go two weeks. Uh, Their bye week is shifted from – uh, you know, the following week to that ensuing weekend, the Denver game is pushed back. And the Patriots during this two-week stretch basically don't practice. And then they had one full pad of practice before they played the Broncos. And they go out and they lose a game, a mistake uh, play game mm-hmm. at home. And, you know, at that, during that stretch, I was thinking, no way are they going to be able to continue this season without some interruptions. And yet they have, even as more and more players have tested positive. I think back to the Titans situation, they came out of a similar situation yep. and won back-to-back games. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleasantly surprised at where we are today, that the fact that the teams have been able, for the most part, to assemble you know, en- enough of, of their rosters, even when guys have tested positive. When the Patriots played the, the Bills, uh, for example, they had three tight ends, including a practice squatter, who were unavailable because one of them tested positive and two of them were in close contact. But right. fortunately, another tight end, his wife was pregnant, so he was away from the group for a couple of days. And while she was in labor, you know, he, he was with her, of course, waiting for the birth of the baby. And then because he was away from all those guys who were exposed uh, to Dawson Knox, he was Tyler Croft, was able to play in the game against the Patriots. And, of course, he played well. Wow. So, I mean, that's incredible stuff. It's it, Amazing stories are coming out of this season like that. And I think this, and you're probably with me, that medical officials from around the country should talk to NFL teams because they're testing 100, 150 people a day, and they have a pretty good understanding of how the spread occurs within groups of people, don't you think? Yeah, you know, and, and they have the advantage of the resources they've put. And that's one of the things that's really stood out to me is the amount of money and thought and the extra steps the teams have taken uh, to make this possible. Well, you know, you, you're, you're around the team, I think, more closely than I am as we've compared notes off air. You know, I, I do not have access uh, as a Tier 1 or Tier uh, 2 uh, media member. So I, I don't have any uh, person-to-person contact with the team whatsoever. But yeah, I'm in the facility once a week to record a television show, and then, of course, we show up for the games. And there's still an opportunity to at least look around and observe and, and to see you know, whether it's plexiglass mm-hmm. that's been installed, hand sanitizers just about everywhere, uh, the tracing devices that the players and staff are wearing to ensure that proper social distancing is made, seeing where meetings are being conducted. There's a, there's a great piece that was done on the Patriots website, kind of an inside look at what the organization has had to do uh, to, to stage the season, make it possible during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, it's so impressive to me what the organizations have done. And I think the league is, the teams themselves have given 
uh, the, the league the opportunity to make this season possible. But it all comes down, and I don't mean to get off on a soapbox or take this out of the sports realm, but it comes down to they followed science, they've done things logically, and yes, you know the, the resources, they're not available to most in the private sector or even in the public sector for that, that matter. The NFL being the multi-billion dollar industry that it is and these teams being worth what they are, you know, they've been able to keep a product on the field and maintain their television programming because of all those resources. But to me, you know, it, 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 they, they followed what advisories, what, what guidance they were getting from the medical people who were, you know, behind the scenes with each team and advising the league and the players association. And thus far it's worked out. It certainly has. And people need entertainment. The NFL's doing that job. Uh, but you're right. Resources, tremendous. And a lot of information is going to come out of this season. And we'll just find out more as it unfolds. Bob, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate the time. And I look forward to the game on Sunday. Hey, Mark, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes, teams have rivalries, and there are certain teams that don't like each other, and I know how Mark feels about the Patriots, a good old sports hate, but that's a guy that we all really like, great in the business, just a great guy, Bob Sosi, play-by-play voice for the New England Patriots. All right, coming up next, let's go get a little Texans audio jukebox player style. Let's hear from Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, and... A man who's going to set a record on Sunday. Who is that? Well, you'll find out next in Texans All Access. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial, or else. If you're sick, why wait to see a doctor when Houston Methodist can see you today? Or drive to urgent care when virtual urgent care is available on your phone. And with online check-in, anywhere can be your waiting room. So everything can happen on your schedule. Download the Houston Methodist app today and experience an easier way to access the care you need. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. October's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to EMS Jaime Lorea. Lorea has been an EMS for approximately six years throughout the Houston area. Recently, Lorea enlisted in the Texas Army National Guard as a 68W Army medic. He's now working full-time as an Army medic and is deploying overseas this month. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our October Star of Courage Award winner. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Transforming the future of healthcare is such a big challenge, some people call it a moonshot. Well, one company accepts the challenge, Cigna. From joint efforts with Talkspace that advance mental well-being to making insulin more affordable for more people, Cigna is going further than anyone imagined. Cigna is aiming higher, much higher. Copyright 2020 Cigna. All Cigna products and services are provided exclusively by or through operating subsidiaries of Cigna Corporation, including Cigna Health and Life Insurance Company or its affiliates. At Mustang Cat. 
we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com or call us at 888-MYCAT20. Mustang Cat. Building Texas. Powering the world. This is Texans Radio. Sometimes in business, the unexpected comes calling. But even in, I'm going to say it, unprecedented times. Don't bounce back. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig. With the flexibility to update your bandwidth in just a few clicks. And with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Be fast. Be flexible. Be ready for what's next. And bounce forward. Help your business to bounce forward with this amazing offer. Get a great price on a powerful and reliable internet solution from Comcast Business. Starting at $64.90 a month for 24 months with a two-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to ComcastBusiness.com today to find out more. Restrictions apply. Limited to new Comcast Business 25 megabits per second internet and one voice mobility customers. Early termination fee applies. Equipment, installation, taxes and fees extra. Subject to change. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston. Witness the Big 12 take on the SEC at the 2020 Texas Bowl Thursday, December 31st at NRG Stadium. Don't miss your chance to be a part of a college bowl season unlike any other. Sign up for the wait list at www.thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. Empire is coming to town, and you can be in the building. It's a Texans Ticket Thursday. Win a four-pack of tickets to Texans Patriots every single hour during Payne and Pendergast. Tomorrow, starting at 6 a.m. from your official home of the Texans and the only station in town that's getting you inside NRG Stadium. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans. Play here. Play Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by AWS. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as a player's speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called Next Gen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. Now here's the show. You're 
listening to Texans All Access. For the latest stories and videos on your Houston Texans, check out HoustonTexans.com. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, John Harris. Very happy to be with you, especially after the last couple of days. I've been with you actually the last couple of days too, but no secret I recorded those. In fact, you were probably hearing from me on Monday night as I was rolling uh, through surgery or trying to wake up from surgery. So, eh, you know, the world of recording uh, just happens that way sometimes in radio. But either way, glad to be with you live tonight. It's uh, just great to be back on the air, to be honest with you. Um, Even though still hurting a little bit, just glad to be with you. All right. I mentioned that we would do a little bit more Texans audio jukebox because you heard from Romeo Cornell in the first segment. And I figured, you know what? Let's hear from some of the players that went to the microphone today. And that would start with J.J. Watt. And J.J. Watt was asked about a particular player on the Texans that is going to break the franchise record for games played. And that is our good friend, John Weeks. Now, I'm a huge fan of Weeksy. I've been down on the sidelines since 2014. He has kept from hitting me in the face with his great snaps, and I thank him for that. Here's JJ talking about John Weeks breaking the record for games played of Andre Johnson. That's great. Weeks has been an extremely consistent guy uh, his whole career. I mean, he comes in, he does his job, he does it very well. Obviously, he doesn't get a lot of praise or accolades for what he does, but he does it extremely well, and he does it every single day. Uh, he works extremely hard on his craft in the offseason, works extremely hard on it to practice, deserves a lot of credit, um, has been has been very, very steady and stable for this organization for a long time. Yeah, there's no secret how I feel about John Weeks. He's the kind of guy you have to have around your football team. He has been, as J.J. said, steady and consistent at all times. At all times. And so hopefully that's going to continue. We'll hear from Weeksy here. Uh, in a little bit, but let's hear a little bit more from JJ. And he was asked about Damian Harris, a running back that they've never faced before, but has played pretty well for the Patriots. And we got to stop all running games, period. Uh, I mean, that's something we haven't done well all year. So you have to play your gap, shed your blocks, make tackles. Um, Everybody's got to do their job. JJ brings up a great point. And that is, it doesn't matter if it's Eric Dickerson, Walter Payton, Damian Harris, or me back there. You got to do your job. And of course, playing the Patriots, that gets brought up more than most. But you've got to do your job. Damian Harris is a good running back. But if you don't do the things that you're coached to do, it doesn't matter who's back there. That running back is going to embarrass you. And so this run defense has got to get better, obviously, this week, taking on a pretty physical New England Patriots football team. Now, we have one more from... JJ, as he talked about the things that he's talking with his teammates about, about how this season is. I mean, I stress that this situation, this feeling, this where we are can never, ever be acceptable in any fashion. Uh, I personally don't think you should ever show up to work, you know, happy and excited and, and, you know, joyous when you're two and seven. I just don't think that's I don't think this should be acceptable for players for coaches for fans for anybody front office um so I don't that's the message I stress is is find a way to put more work in I I feel like you 
you know, I've, I've said it before, the only way to get better at football is to practice football. Um, so I've made my feelings known on that. Um, I tell guys that don't, just don't ever let this be acceptable. And that's, that's the most, it's the biggest message I'd like to get across to these guys and to this organization, this city. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say you have to live a miserable life because there's a lot of things obviously that are much more important than football. But when this is your job and we get paid a lot of money to do it um, and we take a lot of pride in it, uh, you can never, ever be, you can never accept this type of situation. JJ's right. It can never, ever happen again. And let's hope that he's absolutely right about that. All right, let's hear from John Weeks. And he is breaking Andre Johnson's record for games played as a Texan. And here's Weeksy talking about breaking that milestone. I mean, it's a tremendous feeling. I mean, anytime you can do anything in this organization that surpasses, you know, Andre is is surreal. I mean, Andre is going to be considered the greatest Texan to ever put on the uniform. And um, I'm just very fortunate to uh, to still be out there doing what I love to do and, and playing with these guys and and um, enjoying every Sunday and t- not taking a moment for granted. Um, you know, obviously we we all wish the situation was different. Um, you know, unfortunately the record isn't isn't where we want it to be. But I have a great group of guys that uh, you know we're working and and uh, we're trying to get ready for Sunday. All right, let's hear a little bit from Deshaun Watson. And on the other side is going to be Cam Newton. And I don't think, yeah, I I don't think these two have played against one another, but they've got a really strong connection. They go back, uh, they go back a long way. Two Atlanta kids, um, Cam a little bit older than Deshaun, but Deshaun talked about the story of first meeting Cam Newton. I was on my high school team and we went to the, the Cam Newton 707. I think it was his first ever like, annual 707 in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And we went, we went to the championship game. Uh, I can't remember if we won, ended up winning or not, but um, we got selected to his all-star team. We flew out to um, like IMG, I think it was, and did a tournament. But at that time, that's when we became close. And that, you know, I was committed to Clemson, uh, but he wanted me to go to Auburn and, and switch that around. But I, couldn't do that. Uh, I was so locked in. But, yeah, we just kind of build from there. And then once, of course, he's in Charlotte, I'm in Clemson. We're right there. Uh, a lot of times on the phone, um, you know, a lot of situations where we just kind of just chopped it up all night. And, you know, he just showed me a lot of a lot of different lifetime, you know, life experiences and how to be a professional quarterback at this level. And he always told me that just that really just this one thing. I mean, if you continue to do what you do, stay in school, stay locked in and stay focused on your craft. Yeah, I'm going to be in a position that he, he, he was in, especially at that time. I know a lot of people see Cam and how he's dressed and he's flashy. But the one thing that I've always taken from Cam Newton is that he cares about his fellow teammates, quarterbacks, people around him, people from his community. Cam takes care of his people. And he loves people. And I think he really has relished this opportunity with the Patriots. I think it's been great for him. And other than this game on Sunday, I'm glad to see him revitalize uh, his career, if you will, to have kind of, whether it's a finish or not, just have a good end to it, if that's what it is. Speaking of end to it, we got one segment left of this all-access couple of hours, and we're going to have our little In the Lab podcast next, right here with Drew Doherty and myself on Texas All-Access. 
Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment. The Hyundai Thanksgiving sales event is going on now, so that means it's time to feast on the savings. What's more, you'll get the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and complimentary maintenance. Hurry in to the Hyundai Thanksgiving sales event before these great deals get gobbled up. Get 0% APR for up to 72 months on the 2021 Sonata or get up to $2,250 cash back. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans. For well-qualified buyers only, offers end one Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Calling all Houston Texans fans. It's time to take it to the house with Ashley Homestore. Enter for a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Texans home game at NRG Stadium. To enter, simply text Texans to 797979 or visit any Houston Ashley Homestore location near you. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Enter today only at Ashley Homestore. This is home. Proud partner of the Houston Texans. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Obvious News! A study says that soft talkers do not make great radio personalities. We asked local librarian Steve Sage about this, and here's what he said. Honestly, I don't buy it. I think I make very captivating radio. Also in Obvious News, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to manage your policy with the GEICO app. So switching is a really smart decision. How does Steve feel about this? I love the GEICO app. I use it all the time. That's Obvious News from GEICO. Obvious News! My name is Dean Grant of Resolute Oil. We were poised for significant growth in 2020. When the pandemic hit, it stopped us in our tracks, derailed us. We spoke with Amogee right away because we believed in Amogee and believed that they would come up with the best solution available. Without Amogee Bank, we would not be in business today. They make you feel, they make you feel important. We're, we're an Amogee Bank customer for life. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. More Texans Radio in spectacular fashion is on the way. The evil empire is coming to town and you can be in the building. It's a Texans Ticket Thursday. Win a four-pack of tickets to Texans Patriots every single hour during Payne and Pendergast. Tomorrow, starting at 6 a.m. from your official home of the Texans and the only station in town that's getting you inside NRG Stadium. Insider access. Exclusive contest. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. The Houston Texans are proud to partner with Kroger and the Houston Food Bank to tackle hunger in Houston. Huddle Against Hunger, presented by Kroger, is a free, downloadable curriculum that includes activities designed to teach empathy and understanding around hunger in elementary, middle, and high school students, parents, and teachers. Join the huddle now by visiting HoustonTexans.com slash Huddle Against Hunger. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, and creamy pepper sauce, 
And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. To those working in critical infrastructure sectors, we thank you. Your tireless dedication to overcoming challenges and executing essential projects is keeping Houston connected, safe, and online. At Burns & McDonald, we're proud to support frontline workers in managing the current crisis while moving forward together. BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. That's BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. Salute to Service is the NFL's year-round effort to honor, empower, and connect with our nation's service members, veterans, and their families through long-standing partnerships that support our military community. The NFL clubs, players, and USAA thank all of our armed forces serving in the United States and around the world. Bid on authentic, game-worn Salute to Service items, where 100% of the proceeds are donated to the NFL's military nonprofit partners. Join the NFL and USAA in Salute to Service by visiting NFL.com slash Salute. Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by Apache Corporation. Nearly 3 billion people worldwide live in energy poverty, meaning they lack access to reliable electricity or clean cooking fuels. The natural gas and oil produced by companies like Apache Corporation help power cleaner electricity, enable access to food, education, and healthcare, and connect us to those we love. We are committed to providing the energy the world needs and to elevating families across the globe to higher standards of living. Learn more at ApacheCorp.com. That's ApacheCorp.com. Now here's the show. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30, or after the late local news on ABC 13. We got one final segment of this Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am a banged up John Harris, but making it through. Got through all two hours tonight. Not sure how I did it, but we did it. And we did it together, but we still have got more for you. Drew Doherty and I sat down for our In the Lab podcast today. Cranked out some thoughts about silver linings. It's been a tough year. What are some of the silver linings that we could take out of this year? And we talked a little bit about Cam Newton, and I told this story a little while into the interview from 2015. Don't want to miss it. It's our In the Lab podcast. You're Doherty, myself. Cal Ripken played, what did he play, like almost 2,000 games? Played from basically 1982 to 1998. Played through some stuff. I don't know that he ever played through back surgery like you are doing right now, John Harris. I am trying, Drew. Yeah, I had, um, you know, you've heard me on many in the labs this year talk about this herniated disc I have. And so finally on Monday, I figured, you know what, we got a home game, try and make it through the home game and then try and get to Detroit on Thanksgiving. And I figured, man, maybe I'll do this on Monday and see how it goes. And Dr. Mark Prasarn, Memorial Herman, he's also our spine doctor for the Texans. He did it. Now I'm just trying to recover, just trying to get back, trying to get back in the flow of things. And hopefully uh, I sound uh, like I have half a brain right now i feel like i'm speaking in echo so hopefully what i'm saying makes some sort of sense well you soldier on man i'm sorry that you're hurting and hopefully you start feeling great right as this podcast gets going so let's get going we got two things today we're going to do we're going to talk about the matchup with the patriots and i'm going to give you a few numbers 
that we're going to discuss. And the second thing is, two and seven is ugly. Two and seven in November, very ugly. So we're going to find some silver linings because in every cloud, there are silver linings and there will be sunshine down the road. So let's begin. Three, seven, nine, John. Cam Newton this year has thrown three touchdowns. That is abysmal. Wow. My goodness. Three touchdowns. Wow. He's picked off seven times. Yeah. Seven times. That's a bad ratio. But the Niner in there, he's run for nine touchdowns. Yeah. That's pretty darn impressive. So he's a very odd, odd guy to get prepared for. And then let me hit you with one final set of numbers, four and four. When he started, the, the Patriots have gone four and four. So yeah. – you know, they're under 500, but he's only missed a little bit of time. And when he's in there, he gives them a, the, the puncher's chance to win. What do you yeah. make of Cam Newton in this offense? Is it one of those things where they're finally starting to get going and they're on the uptick? Or is it just something like bouncing around? What, what do you see? If well, I watched, the, uh, I watched the Sunday night game kind of in a post-operative haze on Monday night. And it, I just, as I watched that game, I was like, whoa, these guys are physical. And then I'm trying to figure out, like, oh, wait, what number is that guy? Who's that guy? Wait, is that number such and such? Because it's such a different squad. But the one thing that stood out to me was how physical they played on, on both sides of the ball. I mean, they played the Ravens, and very rarely do you see the Ravens out physical in a game. And I felt like Sunday night, man, the Patriots took it right to them on both sides of the ball. And a lot of that has to do with, with Cam. You know, Cam does just enough throwing the ball that you do still have to respect it. And he runs it so darn well that you absolutely have to respect it. And I know it's five years ago, but just to give you an idea of, of what you're dealing with with Cam, we're playing the Carolina Panthers. It was week two. We were at their place. It was the year that Cam ended up winning the MVP. And we lost that game, I think, 23-17. We had a couple shots at the end zone at the end, um, but we couldn't pull it off. And then Cam came and won 15 out of 16 that season. It got to the uh, Super Bowl. Anyways, Cam comes on the field, and our defensive backs were kind of jogging down the field, just getting loose. And Cam comes on the field, and he's got, he's got his skull cap on. He's got a Superman, Under Armour Superman shirt that's kind of spandex tight. And he's got his shoes all spatted up. He's got the high tops on. And he's got his music on. He's got, you can tell he's got his, his AirPods on. And he runs by our defensive backs. And our defensive backs just watched him with this look of, holy cow. Like they had, no, they had never seen him. And so now they're seeing him for the first time. And they're like, oh, my God, that dude is huge. And, he, the, key and, he is, is. and the key is this. The key is this. For those who are listening and not seeing this on YouTube, those of you listening to the podcast, John just was saying that. And as he's saying what the defensive backs were thinking, John kind of instinctually looked up. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what they were doing. They had to look yeah. up at them at Cam Newton. And most guys do. He looks like a, you know, hulking tight end yeah. physically. Yeah. I mean, 6'6", 250. You just look at him and you go, I mean, are you playing the right position? I mean, it's just – it's amazing to see him up close. The one thing that, that really has stood out to me, though, from a throwing perspective is he looks like he's labored when he's throwing. And that was the one thing that I had heard. My family lives in Charlotte, and my brother-in-law is pretty tied in to a lot of different people. And 
different communities up there. And that was kind of the rumor was that from a throwing perspective, he was probably shot, that he just doesn't really have it anymore. And he had just taken so many hits over the years that it really had impacted his passing. And I think you're seeing that. I think that's the reason for the three touchdowns and the nine, uh, sorry, the seven interceptions. He just kind of looks labored as he's trying to throw because I think over the years he's probably tried to adapt his throwing motion to deal with all the different injuries and things that he had. So that's, that's part of it. But when he's in there and they're playing physical ball, you know, that game against the Ravens, that was a, that was a Damian Harris game. I mean, Camp turned to hand the ball to Damian Harris, and Damian Harris was pounding the rock. And, I mean, there were, there were seams, I mean, eight inches wide, and Harris would just burst through them, and he turned that into an eight- to ten-yard gain. And he did that repeatedly. So this is going to be a tough ball game because you know that every single ball carrier for the Patriots is going to see the ball in some different kind of way. And the other aspect of it is, Drew, is Jacoby Myers threw one of the touchdown passes the other night. So the Patriots always pull out a little trick to have when they need a win. And they felt like they needed one the other night. And Jacoby Myers threw a great throw to Rex Burkhead right at the end of the half. And that gave them a huge boost going into the second half to get that win. So, you know, there's a lot with the Patriots that you have to just be alert for. And obviously Cam's running, Damian Harris is running, but they're trick plays. Man, we better be on point or it could be a long day. Could be. All right, let's talk about some of these silver linings that we mentioned a little earlier. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough when you're in this spot, you know, it's, and it's not over, but it's just – it's rough. We're on, on the, the cusp of Thanksgiving and you're five games under 500. So what are some things that we've seen this year that we like player-wise? Yeah. And I'm going to start. Pharaoh Brown was not really on the mind of anybody in yeah. August, September coming in. I mean – the tight end position group you thought was overloaded in training camp because you had the two Jordans, Aikens and Thomas. You had Darren Fells who caught, you know, seven touchdowns last year, and you still had Kahale Waring. Right. Well, Thomas gets cut because of that glut there, and yeah. then Waring goes on IR. So you basically were playing with two tight ends, but you need more than two tight ends on game day. So the Texans bring in Pharaoh Brown, who'd been with the Raiders, been with the Browns, bounced around, played in Oregon, grew up in Cleveland. Cecil Shorts the third knows him. He knows yep. him pretty well. Pharaoh Brown has been pretty darn productive. He's brought in as a blocking tight end. He caught a touchdown last week in his hometown. He caught that pass before the bomb touchdown uh, the week before in Jacksonville. So he's done yep. some nice things. He's, he's a guy that you could see him maybe sticking around and doing something if the Texans want to want to do so. And I think that's been one small silver lining. He seems like a guy who can help your offense get better and help your offense win. He, when I saw him in college, Drew, he went to Oregon. He was as talented a guy as I can remember seeing oh, yeah. at the tight end position. Um, but he had a pretty bad injury, and that really kind of set him back. And Time and look, out, time out, time out. You say pretty bad. They might have had to have amputate his leg. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, was, he had a weird, you know, there was some stuff going on in Utah when Oregon was playing. Oh. So it took a while for him to, to rehab, and that yeah. scared a lot of teams, understandably so. But Right. They're pretty bad. And he's only under contract. He's going to be a restricted free agent. But, uh, yeah, that – sorry, I interrupted. Just no, I mean, but, but you hit on it. You know, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to downplay the significance of it because yeah. I do think it's part of the reason why it maybe has taken him a little while to stick, that he just might not be all the way back to what 
he feels like is his normal self. So I think that's, that's going to be something that when you look at this tight end position, it's not as if the tight end, it's not as if the Texans have lacked for tight ends in the last how many ever years. I mean, they've gotten really good play out of the tight ends. I think the last few years now, it's not a Kelsey or a, a George Kittle, but across the board, you've gotten pretty quality play all throughout the position, not just one guy at the position. Um, I would say a silver lining for me, Drew. Now, I, I felt like early on in the season, he was trying to do too much. And I felt like that was kind of showing in his play. But I think once he settled in, he started just doing his job and just reading his keys and not trying to do too much. His play got better, and that's Zach Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Zach Cunningham, to me, the last probably four or five weeks, it hasn't been perfect. You know, he's missed a tackle here or there. But he's in places where you don't even think there's a place. And you see him pop out and make a play, and you're like, whoa. You rewind it, and you're like, where did he come from on that? Wait, he came from a totally different angle he was supposed to come from, and he made a tackle. So, to me, Zach Cunningham, and I think – I want to say he leads the AFC in tackles. He might lead the NFL in tackles at this point. But he gets to the ball in such a hurry. And I think also to go along with that, Terrell Adams being a guy that take him. I was going to throw him in. That's a good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can speak to that, Drew. But I mean, just from Zach Cunningham and what I think he's done after losing Bernardrick McKinney, you know, the guy that's kind of the soul of your defense, to have be to have Zach step up and just start making plays. Once he realized he didn't have to do everything, once he realized that, and he just started locking in on his keys and just playing ball. He really, I think, has turned into a, a really good season in 2020. Still got seven games to go, John. He's already yeah. had he already has 92 tackles. So he only he and D'Amico Ryan's in franchise wow. history have started the season through nine games with 80 tackles or more in each of their. I mean, he's he's really something wow. else. But yeah, Ty Adams, that guy, he was always solid and above average on special teams. He just couldn't yep. crack into the linebacker rotation because of you know, what McKinney and Cunningham were basically doing, but he got his opportunity and he seized it. He is making the yeah. most of it. He's playing pretty well. Kind of comes up with double-digit tackles just about every week. He's always yeah. up there at the top of the tackle leaderboard with Cunningham just about every week. He's done a solid job. I, I've liked what I've seen from him, and, you know, maybe we'll see more of him in the years to come. All right, we did it. We made it through these two hours. Yes. Thank you so much for being with me. A big thanks to Bob Sosi, Megan O'Brien, both from the Patriots, Mark Vandermeer, DP Sidhu, of course, Drew Doherty, uh, to all my guys back at Sports Radio 610 for taking care of us and making sure we stay in the air, and mostly you guys for listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody, and as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston, with the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra-wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for, only from Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G nationwide available in 1,800-plus cities. BHP is a leading global resources company with mining and oil and gas interests worldwide. Our reputation is built on proven performance, helping provide the energy that keeps the world moving, cities growing, communities thriving. 
And we combine this innovative spirit with a commitment to develop more efficient ways to find these resources and more sustainable ways to use them today and in the years to come. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. At Brookside Equipment Sales, equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere, and we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com. At Brookside Equipment Sales. We're tough enough to cut it. Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Introducing Texans Fit, a world-class Houston Texans fitness experience where members train like the pros. Take your workouts and recovery to the next level with cutting-edge equipment, exceptional coaches, and deluxe amenities. Texans Fit facilities are now open in Rosenberg and Katy. Visit TexansFit.com today to learn more about membership benefits, health and safety protocols, and limited-time pricing. Texans Fit, where you can train like the pros. Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right, Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. This is a Crown Royal water break. Reminding you to stay hydrated and stay royal. No one wants to be that guy on game day, so take a water break and moderate your drinking to be the best fan you can be. Because the key to victory is making it to the finish line. That was a Crown Royal water break. Stay hydrated and stay royal. Please drink responsibly. Crown Royal blended Canadian whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. The Crown Royal Company, New York, New York. Hey, parents and teachers, we know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth-grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. 